Attain podcast. Hey, Gengar Attain. Let me tell you about the MarTech podcast hosted by Benjamin Shapiro, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Episodes are 30 minutes, and he talks all about strategies and stories from world-class marketers on how they're using technology to generate growth and achieve business outcomes. One in particular of late is unifying and activating your customer data, something that we talk about all the time in customer success. So go listen to the MarTech podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All righty. So we are recording. If you would not like to be on video, that's totally fine. I won't pressure you or call you out. Um, But I would love to hear from the different rooms. Uh, I got a room by default with Oliver and Josh, who have been past hosts in the past. and they uh, shared their perspective as well. So that was a, a ton of fun. Um, did somebody from room one want to give an overall summary? It looks like that was Dana, Jason, Mackenzie, Maricel, Wally, or Yasmin. I can kind of do it for our group. We had a lot of really interesting conversations. Um, so f- first and foremost, when it came to emotional intelligence, we all kind of had different perspectives, right? Whether it was like your emotional intelligence in a work environment, emotional intelligence over Zoom, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're doing a webinar, how do you read the room when you can't? Like there's yeah. nobody to read. Um, so just like thinking about kind of like what your customers or who would be watching the webinar, what they would want to see, like that can be a source of emotional intelligence, right? Because you're putting their emotional and like, work well-being first versus kind of being like, this is what I want to show you, right? Like making sure it's oriented around them. So that's kind of the way that you can do that over Zoom. Um, And then also like in general, self-awareness as well, right? So like you can only be as emotionally intelligent as you are self-aware. And Mm -hmm. if you walk into a room and you're like, ah, like this place sucks, excuse me, my language, sorry. (laughs) Um, And people are like, oh, what's wrong? And you're like, oh, I'm having a great time. It's like, you are clearly not evoking or provoke, like just you're not sharing that feeling. You are very yeah. much like not giving off a great vibe. Um, so making sure that you're giving the space as well for other people, like acknowledging how much space you take up um, and then being able to say like, okay, like my strength in this situation is X, Y, Z and making sure that you can also play it up with other people as well and test out their waters and see what they're comfortable doing. Cause if somebody is like very shy and off to the corner, maybe engaging them in a conversation with a huge group isn't going to be the greatest thing, but maybe you want to go over there afterwards and like, be like, hi, like just want to introduce myself. Same thing with customers, right? You might be in a zoom meeting with people who, you know, there's 40 customers on a call, right? You're on a huge contract with like a, a, like a government contract, for example. And there are people who are cameras off muted. You never hear from them. I do a weird thing where it's like, I'll email them afterwards and be like, it was really nice to meet you. You know, like if you have any questions, please let me know. Um, but just making sure that you like put yourself, like if you're self-aware and you know that like you can give, give yourself the space to like speak um, and like let other people kind of feel comfortable enough to speak um, and kind of feel their qualms or whatever it may be. So that's kind of like one other thing. And yeah, then- absolutely. And something that you brought up is something that Josh brought up in, in our mini session is you can, try to convey empathy, even if you don't all the way mean it, uh, if you're kind of pretending, but if, if you don't have the authenticity part of that, it won't get you very far. Um, 
So yeah, it's interesting that, that your group also picked up on that. Yeah. Um, and I guess really should go like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want me to keep going with the emotional, the recharging, or should we go with another group for that? Uh, whatever. It, I mean, if there's something that you feel like could benefit the group, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Um, sure. I mean, one thing that we also talked about when it came to like recharging is understanding like what, for me, at least like what your tick is. So if you see yourself running into a wall 45 times and be like, oh, this is so frustrating. Oh, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this right now. That should be a note of like, okay, maybe you should take a step back instead of like mm-hmm. feeling that frustration, like taking some space away from whatever it may be that you're doing. If it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, two hours, 30 minutes, whatever, whatever you have time for, just separating yourself from the situation, taking a break, and then coming back and trying to understand like what is frustrating you about that, and mm-hmm. then kind of making a plan accordingly. Um, cool. So that was kind of like that was what we talked about. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the self awareness thing. Uh, is if you're aware that you're reaching burn, I actually had a friend who posted a poll on on Instagram the other day when she was like, when do you actually ask for a mental health day? And my, my answer was probably a week after I should have taken a mental Yeah, episode. that's like um, too true. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, room two, that was Anita, Ashley, Alyssa, Holly. Does anybody want to share? Yeah, I have uh, been nominated for volunteer to spokesperson. <laughs> um, so we talked a lot about like self, uh, excuse me, emotional intelligence, like is um, being curious about yourself and like what you're, what are you going through and like, why are you reacting to things a certain way? And then the same thing for our customers, like, you know, um, why are, what's behind how they're doing, what they're doing, right? Um, and really ha- having empathy is a big part of that emotional intelligence. We talked a lot too about the pandemic and just kind of the group the the collective trauma that we've all experienced and obviously some people have much more significant levels of trauma in the last year and a half but we've all had like this collectively traumatic experience but I think one of the not to say that it's a positive thing but there are some positives that have come out of it and one of the things we talked about is maybe a renewed focus on emotional intelligence and maybe a renewed focus on the importance of mental health as Mm -hmm. being almost a driver in my experience that's a driver for like the resignations we're seeing is people are realizing that mental health is too important to sacrifice over a job um and um And then when we were talking about recharging, um, we had a really great conversation around that, especially um, Jocelyn in our group, her team is really going through quite some difficult reshuffling right now. And so Mm -hmm. we were just kind of talking about all of our best ideas and kind of the top one that we talked about is going outside, (laughs) Um, you know, and especially if you can get outside in the middle of the day at lunch and take a quick walk. Um, even when the weather's gross and you feel like it's going to be bad and then you go outside and you're like, actually, that was really worthwhile. Um, so that was probably our top idea. And then, yeah, taking your PTO, taking those mental health days, like, um, I think those were some other big ideas that we had. Yeah. And anyone else on my team, feel free to jump in there. 
we can't forget about Schitt's Creek. If you don't know about it, 20, 25 minute <laughs> episode, watch it when you're eating lunch, your life will be good for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you all so much for sharing that. Um, something else that also came up in the mini group was the pandemic and the reshuffling and how it has brought attention to mental health and has also made folks more open to talk about how they're feeling in their current job. Um, having more open conversations about salary brackets and different industries and startup environments versus more established companies. Um, and it's, I feel, at least within my company, that peer-to-peer -peer conversations about how happy they are in the role or their career trajectory, um, it's not the type of conversations I would be having back in 2015. I feel like back in 2015, I would probably hesitate a little bit to ask my peers, you know, just curious, where's your salary bracket? Where, you know, what, how are you feeling uh, career trajectory-wise? And I feel like now it's a time where folks are 100% more open to, to do that. Um, thank you for sharing, Holly. Hey, Gangro Tane. What does it mean to be customer-centric? Building and growing relationships, maintaining unique customer needs, and personalizing the customer experience are three things that come to mind for me. HubSpot CRM platform is designed to help build, maintain, and personalize your customer's experience, and they've been releasing new features such as new payment tools like native payment links and recurring payments that directly embed into HubSpot's quoting tools, custom feedback surveys capturing feedback unique to your business and sharing insights with your team, a CRM-powered CMS that means both your marketers and developers can personalize that customer experience. Connected to your shared inbox, you can also use secure customer portals, keeping ticket conversations going between customers and reps, uh, offering access to your knowledge base, and that can be customized to fit your brand, no coding required. So learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help build, maintain, and grow your relationships at HubSpot.com. Uh, let me see, room three, that's Amy, Arif, Lisa, and Nick. Would anybody care to share? Yeah, uh, this is Nick. I'm happy to talk about what we discussed. Uh, I'll start with the second point, uh, talk a little bit about recharging. We spent a decent bit of time talking about that. Um, I don't want to be too redundant, definitely with the pandemic. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, totally separating from work has been uh, a necessity, I would argue. You know, I'm sure everyone here can relate. It's super easy to sit at home and be on your computer till eight o'clock because, you know, there's, you know, you're there, you're home. And that's, that's kind of what work has become. So um, we talked about taking breaks and, uh, you know, making sure that you're resting and making sure that you're up to speed with, you know, what you need to be on. Um, I think what's super important as well, in order for you to be the best person that you can possibly be for your colleagues, your family, uh, your clients, et cetera, you need to take care of yourself. You are the most important thing, first and foremost. Um, and setting boundaries, and we call them expectations. Setting expectations about, you know, what what's going on, I think, is important. Again, it's easy to sit, uh, you know, at home until eight, nine o'clock at night working, but you know that that doesn't have to be the norm. Um, yeah, and again, just taking breaks and stuff. So um, there's that. And then in terms of uh, emotional intelligence, uh, I will not take credit for this. This was all Amy. Uh, I think probably one of my favorite things I've heard in a long time, two things. Uh, everyone's an adult in the room. So stop and think <laughs> before you react. I think that's really powerful. Uh, I forget to do it sometimes. Uh, and then also be kind, be true, and be necessary. Uh, that really resonated with me. Um, and I that's think awesome. That's 
Uh, and then the last thing I'll say there, uh, in terms of that emotional intelligence, something that we talked about, I do this, this is a Gmail thing. I don't know if y'all use Outlook or Gmail. There's a, like, you can do a send, like delayed send uh, on your email. Uh, I can't tell you how many times, not necessarily like, I probably shouldn't have said that, but the grammar is awful in this email or like, I forgot to, you know, send an attachment. It's super easy to just stop that from uh, being sent and take it back, make the edit you need and send it off. Uh, also good though, in case you read it over and say, mm, I don't like the tone in that, or, you know, maybe oh, that yeah. be too strong. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, my, my, par my partner is in sales and he'll have me uh, edit his emails and he'll say, you know, does this sound too mean? And I'm like, yeah, we need to delete this entire paragraph and start over. <laughs> I found that um, I actually draft up the emails without putting the 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 recipient's name mm -hmm. in the to address field, and that way I can write it out, write whatever the hell I want to write, and not feel bad about it. And then um, if once I'm ready to send it, then I put the name in there, and I'm like, okay, I can read through it, or copy and paste it, send it to somebody, and have them review it. Um, it's funny how often when you do that to yourself, you find that you might be a bit of a jerk. And if you are willing to see that for yourself, it's really easy to edit and be less of a jerk when you're sending things. So um, just another little hint that I've found that works. Very nice. Uh, room four, we have Nathan, Michelle, Bentley, Nisar, Reza, and Stacy. who would like to share. Yep, I, I, I volunteered as tribute um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for our team. Uh, yeah, so again, we. We talked about a lot of the same things that have been talked about already, but I, I do think that um, it, the the kind of need to step away from the work that you're doing, especially in the industry. I know we saw a lot of heads nodding, like that's really, really important right now. And I think that's something we all kind of discussed, like even just stepping away from situations that are bad, right? In the day, in the moment uh, is important. So I, I really do want to just kind of like add extra energy to that uh, statement that that's like really important, uh, especially as the majority of us, I think are working remotely right now. And there mm -hmm. isn't anyone that's holding you to your desk. There are no chains except the invisible ones that you uh, put on yourself to stay there. So uh, definitely take that take that time. And I think the, the schedule send is something we didn't talk about, but it's definitely something that has saved uh, me a lot of heartache and hassle over the years. So absolutely is a tool that helps again, give you a little bit extra time to just review how am I coming across and like what is being said uh, to my customer, to my client, to my internal team, uh, to my manager, like it's a really useful tool. And I would just say, use that liberally everywhere. Like it, it can really, really protect you um, from having a bad day and then saying something that you have to walk mm -hmm. back or have to figure out where you go from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely an encouragement, um, but yeah. Uh, team, did I miss anything major there? I, I feel like anyone else in room four, if I miss something, hit me upside the head. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Nathan. Uh, we have just over five minutes left. I want to make sure we get to room five. That's Brandon, Brian, Citizen, which I'm pretty sure was Josh, <laughs> uh, Michelle, and Scott. Oh. Well, I don't mind jumping in for the team. Uh, we talked about a lot of the same things that everybody discussed, uh, really along the lines of one way to make sure you don't have to focus too much on recharging is don't let yourself get worn down to begin with. Mm -hmm. You know, Have that clear separation between work and life. 
And, you know, that is very difficult to do while a lot of us are working from home. Uh, one thing we discussed that I haven't heard mentioned is, you know, take time to do things for yourself in terms of hobbies. You know, I prefer making things. You know, I don't get to see like the actual product that I help make here in my current role. But, you know, if I go make something in a woodworking shop or cook something, that is something that really helps recharge me personally because I can say, oh, look at this thing that I made. Mm -hmm. So it's really finding the things that make you feel good and pursuing those. Yeah, so that's actually a really good point. I was just um, thinking back in my head all of the little odd hobbies I picked up during the pandemic. One, to keep me busy. Uh, and and two, it, it did help de-stress. Um, I think I did like acrylic pouring at some point. And I also made uh, like a couple of art projects around the house that they don't look that great, so they're not like on my walls. But nevertheless, I did I did uh, do it and dedicate some time to it. Um, cool. We have five minutes left. If anybody has anything to, oh, Oliver, you do. You have your hand up. Hi. <laughs> yeah, just, just on on Brian's uh, uh, word um, about, I think you know, sometimes you're you're so entrenched in work. There's so much pressure that you don't realize yourself that you're on the way to burnout yeah mm -hmm. um and you know it's it's happened to me right all the signals were there but i just kept on going you know you know ah you know i'll just go 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 right and and eventually you know the the the, the straw broke right <clears throat> but it, it's it, listening to to people around you right being being observant um you know taking time for yourself especially you know sports you know is maybe a cliche but getting out doing doing something just going for a walk even that is active um doing sports so you can disconnect and and getting those those is endorphins right uh it, it just is a, a helps so much with mental health but it's it's everybody's different right everybody has different pressures it's you know, mental health is, is such a difficult thing and it's so personal and so different to everybody, right? It, it's, you know, I'm getting a bit emotional talking about it, but it, it's, 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 it's tough, right? You just, I think, you know, be aware of, of your surroundings, what people tell you, right? It's, I had a colleague mm -hmm. who was saying, I went to a meeting, right, with a customer and he came out and he said, look, you weren't yourself, you know, what's wrong, right? And I didn't listen to him. I just, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, I'm just having a bad day, you know, but, you know, a few few weeks later, I just crashed, right? But yeah, yeah just being aware, right, around around your surroundings. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Oliver. I know it's it's tough to figure out, especially when you're past the point of burnout. It's, it's really tough to backpedal and recover. Um, and, and you should take the time to, to reset, absolutely. Um, if nobody else wants to share uh, anything, I did want to give you a little bit of preview of what we're going to start doing next quarter with Gang Girl Routine. We're gonna start to dedicate an entire session to, uh, or an entire topic to DEI, so diversity, uh, equality, and inclusion. Uh, it's a topic that I think is near and dear to a lot of the GGR members, uh, as well as myself, um, and something that Mike Lee has integrated into the sessions that he hosted was something called DEI Moments, about two minutes of just uh, 
uh, an example of a small DEI moment where you could be more inclusive. So I will give an example of um, a question that I hate or that I dread when people ask. Uh, and the question is, uh, where, where, where did you grow up or where is your hometown? And it's something that's super simple. It's a very simple question. Uh, but people's reaction to my answer is usually what, why I brace myself. So I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. And for those folks who don't know, it has a reputation of being a dangerous place to live. Uh, definitely not, um, you know, uh, you know a, a nice area that somebody would choose to live in, I would say. Uh, but usually people's reaction to that, whether it be a slight change in their response to me or the oh, interesting, you know, kind of makes me dreadfully uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so those kind of, when you get those kind of responses, because the question is harmless, I do want to say the question is harmless. When you get those kind of responses, just be like what we said today, be self-aware uh, in your, in how you respond, because folks are usually hyper aware of your reaction and being inclusive is uh, embedded in every single interaction, even as small as your reaction of where are you from or where did you grow up? So that's just a tiny example of where you can be more inclusive and more self-aware uh, for folks who maybe come from different economic backgrounds or an area that has a negative connotation. Uh, but starting next quarter uh, for Gang Grow Retain, we will have a whole topic on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and I'll be hosting that, I believe, January 22nd. But just wanted to give you all a heads up. Looking forward to okay. it. great. Yeah, it's great. Thanks so much, everybody. I have to go to 1130. Have a good week. Thanks, everybody. Thank Take you. care. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Awesome job. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.